Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Any minor above the age of 10 who is found guilty of bullying a peer at school can be sentenced to imprisonment. In addition, children do not need the consent of their parents or guardians to apply for a protection order at the magistrate court against a peer who is bullying them. This law was passed in order to prevent the victim of bullying from resorting to suicide since they can find no support or protection. Well, there we go. Within a short period this year, five pupils in Gauteng reportedly took their own lives either by swallowing poison or hanging themselves. It is a very serious topic, and uh, but one that we need to talk about. Dr. Shahida Omar, who's the director of the Teddy Bear Clinic for Abused Children. A very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Morning and morning to the listeners. So it's obviously a very, very serious and a very, very scary uh, topic because when we have a situation where kids are bullied and they ultimately resort to suicide, it is, it's the ultimate failure of us as parents and adults and of the system, isn't it? For failure to, to, to protect them. Indeed, and I think this is a growing concern because, as you've highlighted, the incidence of children resorting to such drastic and desperate measures is definitely, you know, a a call for concern. And what we are finding that more and more children are being victimized. Unfortunately, the schools, which are supposed to be a place of safety, are no longer Mm. a place of safety where children are protected and children uh, 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 flourish, grow and develop. But instead, children suffer in silence. The voice of the voiceless are not brought to the fore and many children go unheard. Many schools have not addressed the voice of the bully, I mean the voice of the Mm, victim. mm. And police continue to uh, pursue, you know, uh, uh, the victims. And we understand, I mean, Coming from a, a therapeutic background and working in the field, that a lot of these bullies are victims of adversity, whether it's coming from a history of victimization, uh, domestic violence, neighborhood violence, substance abuse, single parents, and many other risk factors attributed to their behavior. One cannot so justify mm. uh, you know, the, the life of a child. This is losing the life of one, is losing the life of many, and it's definitely not acceptable. So this law that has been now uh, passed certainly a way forward for many children uh, will deter other bullies from taking that course of destroying the life of a victim. Yeah, so, so what's, what's, what's fascinating to me is, well, I think there are a number of points here for, for me. One is that obviously the ultimate, the ultimate is the, is the, is the kids who unfortunately take their own lives. But it's, it's like a pyramid. So you've got many who are, who might walk around with lifelong damage who haven't resorted to taking their own lives. But because of this victimization and, um, experience that they've had, they're going to be damaged for the rest of their life. So that's, you know, the, and, and my, I guess my first question is, do we know how significant that damage is? And I guess the second question is, are we seeing more of this? And if so, why? Is it about us dealing with bullying at a parental level, society level? 
Uh, how do we deal with this? So thank you for asking those questions. Firstly, uh, the, the extent, I think that if we look at the impact and the effect on the victim, uh, we, you know, we've seen a lot of children who are displaying or manifesting depression with, uh, you know, unsanitary themselves from Oh, yeah, the line is just not a great one. I am starting to struggle to hear you. But let's continue a little bit and let's see if we can, um, if it if it does improve a little bit. Can you hear me now? Yes, much better. So we, we actually see a lot of self-destroying, self-destructive behavioral patterns of children who are victims of bullying uh, and you know, substance abuse and not performing at school, having sleeping disorders, eating disorders. So they do, it does affect them. And, and you mentioned something about the impact on their trajectory, lifelong implications, mm. and their self-esteem continuously you know, eroding. And I think these are challenges that children suffer in silence and have to go through their lives without receiving any kind of help. But it impacts on their interpersonal relationships as well. And we can continue. But those are some of the key indicators of a the signs and symptoms of a, a victim. Right. Uh, and if we look at the extent, I think, you know, what, what can we as a society do on a micro, meso, and macro level? So on different levels, yes, certainly the awareness raising in schools is, is essential. I think crime prevention dialogue, starting with children from a very young age, making them understand and, uh, you know, addressing safe and unsafe touches and understanding that actions have consequences. Right. So consequence management is very important. And, uh, you know, zero tolerance for bullying because there needs to be uh, ancient measures because we find that many schools don't follow through. They don't. We, we, we had a case on Saturday mm. where a mother told, shared with us on Saturday at the court preparation program a criminal case has been opened. Her 16-year-old girl was removed from the school. So she gets punished. She's the victim of abuse. She gets removed from the school. She has to realign her life. She has to adjust. But the impact and the effect is her, you know, low self-esteem, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder. So these are some of the challenges. And if we look at the extent, and it's not just one child. We're finding across many schools, this seems to be prevalent. So it is definitely the incidence is very high. What we are seeing is only some of the cases sure, that are yeah. reported. It's unfortunately reported because often the victims are afraid they're going to be further victimized and do not come forward. And, and sometimes the kind of responses that are in the system is stand up. It's just you not know, sufficient. Up, stand I... up and fight, fight battles from their own significant others. So yeah. some of the reasons the children are not coming forward and then they feel what's the point because many other children have gone forward made disclosures and nothing has happened how how difficult is it now for the under the new law for a kid who's a victim of bullying uh, to be able to report this well it's certainly now easy as you've uh, you know mentioned earlier mm. that they would not need the funds of the parents and already structures are in place where they are reporting mechanisms that they come forward without getting any kind of support from the parents. And at least I think that's the way forward because it would be a deterrent, but also it would help 
the child not to remain in the compromised position, that action would be taken and an end to that kind of victimization and suffering and silence. Mm, mm. And fortunately, that is all we have a time for, but this is a very important move. And I would imagine that if anyone has concerns that they could contact the Teddy Bear Clinic, they do absolutely incredible work. It is, it's hard to, to, to describe some of the difficult stuff that they deal with, but they really, really are here for the children of our community, for the children of, of, of South Africa, and of course the families uh, that often need the assistance. That is Dr. Shahida Omar, who is the director of the Teddy Bear Clinic for Abused Children.